welcome everyone to the Purposely Thriving Podcast, where we are growing, evolving, and becoming into our highest self in every area of our lives so that we are able to live authentically and whole as we step into a new chapter. I am your host, Tanya Carter, and thank you for joining and tuning in with me this week. A few weeks ago on podcast episode 104, this was the episode that I talked about different ways that you can measure if you're healing from your relationship. I talked about my top five signs. But this week, I actually wanted to add to that episode in terms of understanding the word inner work. And here's what inspired me to talk about this, right? Um, I actually received a DM from someone on IG who asked me this question. They mentioned that they want to do the work and focus on themselves, but they're very uncertain on what that work is for them. You know, like, what does it mean to do the work? Okay, because you hear that, right? You hear that a lot. You hear, well, you need to heal. You hear, well, you need to do the inner work. And you may be like, okay, but what is that, Tanya? What is that and what does that look like? And what I wanted to do was that I wanted to shed some light on this, Um, for today's episode that can bring some form of insight around the term because sometimes when we lack the understanding or the comprehension of things it can also prevent us from going forward and I don't want that for anybody okay so one of the things that I want to do first is that I want us to understand the word inner work okay so when we take a look at the word inner we're referring to something that's internal now Okay, we are referring to something that's inside, that's within, that's of self. And so what this means is that this is now less about just an outer act or outer activities that are externally displayed. Okay, and so in other words, if you are a doer, okay, chances are you are an executor. You are a person of action. You are a mover. You are a shaker. You are a go getter in terms of of wanting to get things done. However, even though you may be those things, they're still in reflection of what's going on within you, okay? Meaning the inner part of you. So there can be outer activities that you're doing, but in this case, we're now looking within ourselves, meaning that we're now turning our attention inward, okay? And when we're turning our attention inward, We're now exploring our thoughts, our emotions, as well as our behaviors. We're now being challenged to be open and honest and vulnerable with ourselves because this starts the journey of transformation. It also means that we're revisiting past events or situations or experiences that has left unresolved residue, that has formed unhealthy opinions, and even placed poor judgments on ourselves. We're also cleansing wounds that have been buried or even overlooked or even hidden. We're also detaching ourselves from unhealthy attachments. We're also seeking to understand ourselves on a much deeper level. And we're also harmonizing our spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical energy in a way that aligns with the core of who and whose we are. And when it comes to the inner work, the inner work is different because the activity that is required to do your inner work is unfamiliar, uncomfortable, 
unpleasant and unpopular. When it comes to doing this form of work, it can be a challenge to influence people to examine this side of themselves. Because what I find is that we often evaluate results from a physical space first. Okay. And what I mean by that is that we are more likely to do something if it's going to produce a tangible outcome first. Okay. However, because the inner work is more psychological than physical first, our physical actions takes precedence over the psychological work within not realizing that by focusing on the inner work, this will also reflect, align, and be complementary to the outer work that gets produced. So in other words, our inner world is a key factor in how we relate and function to the outer world. What we believe, what we think, and how we feel are influenced by how we see and treat ourselves, how we see and view the world, how we foster and cultivate relationships, how fulfilled we are, the words we speak, as well as the choices that we make. And you could be wondering, well, how would I know that I need to practice this inner work that you're talking about? Okay. And so I'm going to give you all a few signs. Okay. Um, One of the signs is when you feel lost or when you're having difficulty identifying who and whose you are. You're dealing with a lot of self-doubt or self-sabotage, which also creates self-destructive behaviors. You feel very hostage to your past. You find that your relationships are unhealthy and or you keep entertaining the wrong people in your life. You find yourself always escaping your reality. You keep repeating the same mistakes that you don't want to see. You have intense emotional triggers that are difficult to manage and understand. You find it hard to trust. Um, As a matter of fact, I think it's probably more so of you trusting yourself that you struggle with. You live from a place of needing approval, people pleasing, or even constant validation. Or if you have some high anxiety and or depression. And what I just listed are just a few. However, I'm also going to say this, when it comes to doing the inner work, doing the inner work is cyclical, meaning that it's recurring, It's repetitive and it's regular. And so in other words, when you start doing the inner work, it never necessarily stops. Okay. Like when I always talk about my journey, I still define myself as still being on the journey. Now, keep in mind, I started this journey intentionally in 2015. However, my level of consciousness has evolved a lot since then. However, that doesn't mean that I've arrived to this final place of awareness where there's no more growth within me. And so what I've came to understand and appreciate about starting this inner work is that I'm living more and more authentically. And when I started seeing that show up in my outer world in terms of who and whose I am, in terms of my relationships and my purpose, it made me realize how much of this is now a lifestyle. And so the question is this, What does the inner work look like? Okay, because this individual who DM'd me on Instagram asked me, how do I figure out my patterns? How do I even look at my contribution to the breakdown of the marriage? And here's what I'm going to say. And this is for everyone who's listening. When it comes to doing the inner work, there's no one way of doing this. Okay, inner work isn't a cookie cutter. Okay, each person has their own path and the inner work will look different for everyone. However, I want you to think of your inner work as three different forms of activity. 
And that's how I'm going to go about it on today's episode. Um, There are three different forms of activity that no matter what your path looks like when it comes to your inner work, these are three different activities that I believe is very crucial to a person's growth and development. Okay. And so I'm going to give you those three things. The first thing when it comes to doing the inner work and the form of activity that it involves, the very first one is the inner work involves a level of conscious self-awareness. That's the first one. It involves a level of conscious self-awareness. And so what I mean when I say this is that it's now about turning towards yourself to assess and explore you. Okay. It's about diving inward. It's about being in connection with yourself. It's about observing what's going on within you. It's about taking inventory of what's holding us back from the life we desire and where it's coming from. It's like a level of awakening that starts the journey of building a new foundation for a better life. And why is this important? And why is this the first thing? Okay. Because it will be difficult to work through something that you haven't acknowledged or be willing to admit, okay? Like when it comes to the inner work, I'm gonna be honest with you, doing the inner work is a personal decision. It's a choice that must be made from you by you and no one else, okay? So like I have a 12-week accelerated program that I do, okay? And my next one won't be until January of 2023. But one of the things that I do when I open up this program for enrollment is that I really do vet people who are interested. And one of the things that I vet for is whether or not if they're ready to do their work. And I do this by actively listening to them. And now here's the thing. I don't look for a person to know everything. That's not what this is about. Okay. However, I am looking for a person like this individual who messaged me on Instagram. And that is a person who's ready to be the victor over their lives. Okay. Because when a person has a level of self-awareness to want to do something different for themselves, that actually speaks a lot of volume. And I don't mean no harm when I say this, but I see many people live in a victim's mentality. I do. And that can be hard to acknowledge and see for yourself. Because if I can be honest, there was a time where I was like this. But when I was always like that, My life remained the same because of it. And it was only until I reached a level of self-awareness by acknowledging that I did not like my life's current blueprint, right? I wasn't liking the results that I was seeing. And here's the thing, when it comes to having a level of self-awareness, this doesn't mean that you need to know everything, okay? However, you know enough, right? You know enough to want to explore something different. And that alone is very powerful. And so for those who are at this point, right, where they have some level of acknowledgement that something needs to shift, then I want to remind you that you really are a lot further than what you may be giving yourself credit for. Because this is actually the most challenging step to identify for many people. And you may not think that this means a lot because sometimes When we want to know what the inner work looks like, we're looking to get all the answers in a short period of time. However, getting some form of an awakening is the start. And not to mention, there's a high probability that what you're being awakened to 
is something that's been asleep within you for a very long time. And it's important to be patient as well as kind to yourself with this and work through your process diligently. Because as I always emphasize, the inner work really is a process. And so I wanted to make sure that we understand that the the kind of activity that we need is more of a, of a self-awareness act that comes from something internal in order for us to embrace this journey of, of doing the inner work, okay? So that's the very first one. The first one is the inner work involves a level of conscious self-awareness, okay? The second activity that is needed in terms of doing the inner work is that the inner work involves the activity of a conscious effort, okay? That's the second one. The second one is the inner work involves the activity of conscious effort, all right? When, when I'm referring to the activity of a conscious effort, this is where we make intentional moves that will challenge and stretch ourselves into trying new things and exploring different techniques that's unfamiliar to our normal way of doing and being. Okay. And so when I speak in terms of unfamiliar, it could look like challenging your current beliefs because our belief system on how we see ourselves can be very outdated and extremely inaccurate. Okay. It can also look like coming face to face with feelings and emotions that's been buried. Okay. You know, many don't know how to feel unapologetically because we are used to avoiding. We're used to being told that our feelings don't matter. Or maybe we've been always told to be strong. And because of things such as this, we've never allowed ourselves to just feel. Okay. It can also look like going back on certain experiences and events that took place in your life that may have been overlooked, dismissed, or even hidden, but they mattered, okay? They mattered to how it affected you. And it also mattered um, in terms of the quality of life that you're able to obtain. And so when you make a conscious effort to look at things such as these, and those were just a few examples, but when you make a conscious effort to look at these, It helps you learn new ways of thinking, okay? So when you start to challenge your current belief system, you are also allowing yourself to challenge new ways of thinking, which also gives you the permission to evolve your beliefs and your mindset. It helps you differentiate which thoughts are true as well as the thoughts that are not true. It also helps you improve your emotional state and your well-being. As I said before, many of us don't know how to feel, right? We, we don't know how to feel what it is we're really feeling. And when you start to work through those feelings, when you start to work through those emotions, you begin to build a muscle of intelligence on being aware of them expressing them and managing them. It also helps you awaken your voice within. When you get an opportunity to look back on the experiences that were overlooked, but they mattered to you, when you minimize that, you also disregard your voice because you're indicating to yourself that what happened to you isn't a big deal. Therefore, not giving yourself the care and attention you need towards that particular experience. And the reason why this is a conscious effort to learn new ways of thinking and allowing yourself to feel and face the things that matter to you. The reason why that's a conscious effort is because that's not your norm, meaning that this isn't something you automatically do right now. Okay, so what does this indicate? This means that currently how you think 
currently how you feel and currently how you respond is more of an autopilot move right now where you're unconscious of those things, which also creates a false identity that this is just who you are and how you are. But when you allow yourself to tap into the conscious part of yourself, you begin to challenge yourself in ways that breaks through these limited beliefs, that awakens those buried emotions and confront those unresolved past experiences that has shaped you in ways that doesn't align to the truest form of who and whose you are. Okay, and so that's the second activity that you need to do to um, embrace the inner work. And that is the activity of conscious effort. Okay, and so this is the third one and the final one that I'm going to give you all in terms of the activity that you need to do to start the inner work. Okay, the third one is, is that the inner work involves the activity of connecting. Okay, that's the third one. The third one involves the activity of connecting. Um. When you're getting into the heart of doing this level of work, okay, if I can be honest, it's not always pretty, okay? Like that's the honest part about it. Um, It can be unbeautiful, specifically in the very beginning, okay? Because you have to think about the fact that you're detoxing from things that's been connected with you for years or decades or even generations. You're pulling up roots within that you didn't even knew existed. You're becoming conscious of things that you've been unconscious about this whole time. Not to mention that you may be the first person in your circle or family that has taken this courageous step and doing what no one else around you has done. And when you are in a space of doing this form of work, um, it can be challenging. It can feel exhausting at times. And it can also feel lonely because in the beginning, this is a space of unfamiliarity. And when you're evaluating your internal world, having a safe space to help sort this out is highly recommended. Okay, like you want a space where you're not judged. You want a space where what you share remains confidential. And you also want a space that will help you expand your perspective, provide you feedback, as well as give you the accountability that you need to stay on this path. And so this goes into seeking a trusted and skilled professional, such as a therapist um, and or a coach or even another source that you can feel safe, heard and respected, as well as being held accountable. And so I don't want you to feel like you have to go in some form of isolation where you're attempting to figure this all out because it can be overwhelming, which is why many people avoid it or they start and then completely stop. However, this form of discomfort that a person feels in the beginning, it's not permanent. Okay. You know, it's more of a temporary tenderness that we must be willing to feel and process. And the better way of doing this is to allow yourself to connect with someone else who is like-minded, who understands and truly wants to be a part of helping you on this journey. Okay. And so I just wanted to share this with you all because we hear the word inner work a lot. We do. You you got to heal. You got to do the inner work. And the truth is, is that it is different for everybody. It isn't a cookie cutter. But these are three activities that are very, very important for anybody who is on this journey of growth and development. And, you know, one of the beautiful things about this process, because as I mentioned before, it can be challenging in the beginning. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. It can be. 
However, the more you do this in terms of becoming more aware, um, in terms of feeling your feelings, making more internal connections to events and experiences of your past, um, examining your attachments and doing the unfamiliar, you become more of the creator over your destiny. And so what you once viewed as pain before has now become your power. You start to live in a space of boldness. You experience more joy, more gratitude, more peace and fulfillment. You develop a deeper sense of purpose and meaning. And doing all of this leads to lasting transformation, right? That's the beauty of doing the inner work. And so I just want to encourage you all who, who may be contemplating this path to those who have just started this path. I encourage you to stick with it. I encourage you to do the unfamiliar. I encourage you to realize that all the work you're doing is paying off. Okay. And so that's what I just wanted to share with you all today. I wanted to bring forth a little more clarity on the term in a work. And I really do hope that this episode has done that for you. Okay. So please make sure that you're following me on my social media handles. My Instagram is I am Tanya Carter. My Facebook is Tanya Carter, as well as my YouTube Tanya Carter. Okay. Also, please make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast so that you can receive notifications on when the next episode will drop and also leave a review. If you know that this podcast has been very influential on your journey of growth and development, I would love if you head over to iTunes and or Spotify to leave me a review. And last but definitely not least, share this information. Okay, we share everything else. And if you know that this episode has been a benefit to you, then please make sure that you pass it along to someone else so that it can be a benefit to them. Okay, so thank you all again for tuning in with me this week. You all have a wonderful and amazing week and I'll see you next time.